Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Reistos has proven to be a frustrating teacher, but not entirely ineffective. His methods may be blunt, and his attitude may be difficult, but he has also revealed that his position isn't exactly of his choosing. His knowledge of the divine, along with the knowledge contained in his tome, still far outpaces that of Aranus, Darwin, and Finnegan. However, the party has neither the time nor the patience to remain at the Duke's lament for an undetermined length of time, just to be subjected to his lessons. There is much to do further south. Deep in the winter belt lies Libera, home of Malsius, the leader of the conscription. His efforts in destroying those afflicted by the withering, along with the misuse of Darwin's leg, can't go unpunished. Libera is farther south than Darwin, Arnus, or Finnegan have traveled, and there are plenty of opportunities for plans to go awry before you arrive. There's the city of Earl, the site of massive changeling rights violations. Even with Earl Earl dead, there's still no telling how the surviving changeling doubles are doing. There's the giant stronghold in the Protectorate of Stone, deep within Vongfeld Peaks. Elder Garshan has offered safe passage through their territory should you want it. A welcome change from the greeting you received last time. There is the demolished Honey Hollow, a city that paid the heaviest of tolls for your actions there. What remains is unknown, but it is unlikely to be a site of pleasant memories. There are also the homes of the wild halflings and the half-dragon Brizendine, both far off the main road. However, the first city you come across on your journey south is Caravel, okay. home of the Stained Court, the Chapel of Alethea, and a massive silver purse presence. The last you were here, high costs were the norm, but the citizens seemed to be getting by. An ocean branch still passes overhead, though in a much more direct fashion. The high walls still stand, with their ballistae still armed and ready for action. But this time, there are a number of 
beggars and barkers lined up outside the city. They call out to you for anything you can spare. Humble holy folk call out for donations to their respective churches, Ulwina, Dorlek, and even the new Church of Rebellion. The merchants offer poor goods for dirt cheap, and a familiar newsie, Nico, is eagerly trying to sell worn and torn papers. Sam, Felicity, Parlin, and the others look to you for direction. What would you like to do? Okay, let me state this, like, as Shannon, I don't want to get caught up in Caravel, but I want to ask Nico what happened. So, <laughs> I just, like... You just want to ask the newsie what happened and then keep on passing through. I, like... I don't I'm wanna, down. I don't want to particularly get caught up here, like, as a as a player, but just know that, like, I... Well, anyway. Um, <clears throat> uh, I want to... I want to talk to Nico. Okay. Darvin, Finnegan, what are you feeling like? Yeah, works for me. I don't have much in the way of gold to my name. I don't think I have anything. Um, if I do, it's maybe a couple. So I'm not about to give anything when it comes to the way of handouts. All right, all right. Well, if we want to stop here, at your direction, Sam will pull the carts off to the side of the road and we'll come to a stop. And as the wagons stop, the kids especially, Morello, Mahogany, Seth, all jump out and they go to chat with various people outside the city there. Sam, Carolina are going to stay with the wagons. Felicity will join you. Parlin will also join you. Mm, no, sorry. Parlin will not join you. Parlin is going straight to that holy man from the Church of Rebellion. But you want to go talk to Nico. All right. There's Nico selling papers. They look like they've seen a few days in the sun. They're a little bit torn. And he's just like calling out headlines again. Okay. Uh, Nico, I don't. I don't know if you remember me. We probably not, nor should you. We we passed through here a while ago, and it looks different now. Let's see if he remembers you. I'm just going to roll a die real quick. Sure thing. Oh, sorry. You know, I see a lot of people every day. As much as I'd love to remember every face, it gets a little difficult, especially for the travelers, you know? When was the last time you were here? I can't tell you how it's different if I don't know when you were here. That's fine. I, I think the last time we were here was the, I, I think it was the fight between uh, Mara King and the, um, and the Beast of Medullary Hill. I'm pretty sure that fight never actually happened. There was some kind of fire. Pretty sure the Beast died. Right. Well, anyway, that was, that was when we were here last. And everybody seemed to be sort of okay then right like prices were high but everybody seemed to be keeping up and and now what what has happened um roll persuasion he's a friendly guy it's low dc but you know he's still trying to make him some money here um, thank god for high bonuses um that's a 19 okay oh well you know you say you know me, you got a nice face. I'll give you this little bit of news for free. The rest is going to cost you, though. After that fire, things were a little on edge. We lost a big fight. It was going to bring in a lot of money. And then, what happened in the capital with the king, with the 
something something new church. I don't know all the details. Uh, the silver purse put the city on lockdown. The money that used to be flowing through here all of a sudden just stopped. Head of the silver purse here, uh, what's his name? I think Lynn Jarvis. He won't talk to us at all. None of the journalists. He doesn't like us. I mean, just getting into that building alone, probably going to cost you a pretty penny. But things are, things are rough now. Well, I wish there was more I could do, but I can at least buy a paper from you. <laughs> Shut up. A paper. Okay. Okay. I'd be much appreciated. Five copper. I, I hand him a gold and tell him to keep uh, it. Look, this is way too much money. I know. Keep it. Uh, do you want all the papers? No, just one will do. I appreciate it. I really do. If you really want to help out, though, there's a lot more people inside that could use this money more than me. Okay, this is Shannon, the player, saying that someone's probably going to have to drag Arnis out of here. <laughs> um, just fair warning. Fair warning. He sees a lot of people that need help, and it's going to be really hard for him to walk away, even though he knows like that we. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oddly enough, don't look to Finnegan to stop you. He's a helper. <laughs> I mean, oh god, don't we're going to get so don't look to Scott, the DM, because you guys aren't under a time crunch right now. You're just out for vengeance. That's true. That's true. Um, thank you. Thank you, Nico. I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. Much obliged, stranger. What's your name? Maybe I'll remember you next time. My name's Arnis Gray. It's the same name as that uh, new rebellion guy. Hmm. So it is. You good friends with him or something? <laughs> Big fan? Uh, I guess you could say we know each other. <laughs> All right, then. He's not going to press the issue. He doesn't know who you really are. He just knows the name. All right. Let's see. Um, the kids, Tonk, Morello, Mahogany, and Seth. Eh, not Seth. Tonk, Morello, and Mahogany. They've gathered around one of the merchants and they're trying to get some candy for real cheap. Just like rock candy. Nothing fancy. Seth is taking a moment here just to look over his books. Parlin is having a deep conversation with that priest from the Church of Rebellion. But seeing you all head back towards the wagons, they rush up as quick as they can, which is not too quick. Hey, hey, they've, they've got a church here already. We should stop in. You could... You could bless it. You could give a sermon. We could help out. Oddly enough, I was, I was thinking of doing that. Mm -hmm. I don't know about the blessing or the or the sermon, but I was definitely <laughs> thinking about helping out. <laughs> I was just speaking with, um, I was just speaking with one of the the priests or leaders. I'm not sure how the names all work uh, for the church here. Uh, Rhonda Glenn. She says the church has been up and running, uh, it sounds like almost since as soon as the church in Vermilion started. Hmm. But they haven't had, you know, your guiding touch. Hmm. 
Um, Felicity is certainly interested to see a new church, especially one that just seemingly sprung up on its own. Yeah, I'm interested in that too. I'm interested in how they knew. <laughs> Me too. There's uh, nothing wrong to, with checking in and making sure the church has been set up correctly according to your dogma. Because you know that we as players know that, you know, Mavic's plan was to set up fake churches to make money. <laughs> <laughs> and you as a character don't know that yet. <laughs> Oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> I could have known that if Mavic hadn't have been murdered in front of you. Fuck. <laughs> oh, that dude was hella murdered. <laughs> um, Don't remind me. Uh, I'm going to change Rhonda to be a deacon instead of a priest. So I know as much as you didn't... Sorry, I know as much as we had come into this session not wanting to get distracted. Oh, I'm distracted Are people now. okay to be distracted by this? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Folks want to head into Caravel? Yes. Yep. As we're kind of preparing to go into the bigger city, I, I stop for a moment and just kind of take a moment to make sure that Cyril's uh, just calm, in a good mm-hmm. place. He's well-trained, but just take the moment to like, oh, he's a good boy. Oh, he's a good girl. <laughs> and like, just... Make sure she's good, because I don't want to, you know, go in with a spooked Drake, but also or guard Drake. But also, I'm not putting the harness on. If Ish hits a fan, I want to be ready. Okay. So currently, Cyril is medium, large. Uh, medium. Okay. Uh, I, I like can remember their normal size. Visual, it's the size of a fully beefy Bengal tiger. Okay. Chonky tiger, it is. <laughs> all righty, all righty. As your pair of wagons approach the main gate, everybody roll perception. Ooh, perception. Ooh, mm-hmm. Oh, that's a, that's, that's a good Do you want me to roll for Cyril 2? Um, can Finnegan and Cyril mentally communicate in any way? No. Okay. So unless it's like something that it would smell or would know is wrong, like, that's why I was asking. Given your military background, I think let's have Cyril roll as well. Just because I think it could be fun if they're the only one who succeeds. Or if she's the only one who succeeds. Uh, they're going to crit fail. No, this is a big new city there. Sorry. She's uh, a little overwhelmed by the giant wall. By all the people around outside, a little distracted. Uh, Darwin. Yes. What'd you get? Oh, right. A nine. Okay. My luck. <laughs> Continues. I cannot roll. Mm-hmm. Aranus? 26. And Finnegan? 13. All right. Aranus will be the one who notices then. As your wagons approach the main gate, everybody certainly notices that the gates are closed and there are guards standing in front, weapons at the ready. But Aranus, you notice high up atop the walls, the baliste on either side of the gate turn and point towards your wagons. Um, I point this out to whoever's in my wagon, just so they know. Mm-hmm. Sam notes it and becomes a little more cautious, but keeps the wagons moving forward. And as you approach the gate, two of the guards there walk up, hands, you know, hands up in a night in the usual stop motion, just palm out, hands on sword hilts or grasping spears. 
They're not pointing them at you per se, but they're making no attempts to hide the fact that they're armed and they will use their weapons if need be. And one of the guards approaches on Sam's side since he's driving the wagon. This is a beefier guy, a little, little barrel-chested, burly arms, hairy, decent enough armor. It certainly looks like guard armor, like it's not just armor that he picked up at the shop for himself. You know, it's the uniform armor. Hold up, hold up. What's your business in the city? All right, we're passing through. It looks like folks could use some help. Hold his hand up. It's like... Sorry, I didn't mean to confuse you there. What's your business in the city to bring money? You're going to actually be able to pay for your stay here. We can't take in any freeloaders. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we, can, we can pay. All right. It's a gold to get in per wagon. You're kidding. Hey, if it was just people, it would be less. But you got two wagons here. Two gold. Oh, yeah. So when is it right to charge admission into a city? When funds are tight. So you're saying it's completely okay to keep these poor people out here from being able to seek help inside the city? If they make enough to get back in, they can get in. They usually do. And who sets these charges to get in? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have you roll something, but he's going to give some information first. If you want more, then maybe. Listen, sir. Rates are set by the silver purse. I ain't got nothing to do with it. I just enforce it. Aye, and how much of this are you taking off the top, son? I mean, you good, honest men do need to your own fair share, don't you? <laughs> All right, I need you to roll something here. Um, Remember, pers- I'm purposely playing this way, but I know my charisma shit, people. I'm fine with that. I, I love having a boisterous character who is not good at those things. Um, do you want to roll persuasion or intimidation? Or if you've got something else in mind. Because it sounds like you're being a bit um, of a jerk. I think it's but, intimidation. All right. Roll some intimidation. That's an eight. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, if you don't like it, you don't have to come in. You can take your wagons and get the hell out of here. All right, stop. You've got people out here that are clearly starving and you're charging admission to the city that they live in. Is any of that money going back to these people? Like I said, Silver Purse handles the rates. They handle the money. So I don't answer for them. So they're taking these people's money, these people who clearly can barely eat, and doing what with it exactly? Hey, you want to know? You'll have to set up an appointment. Uh, no, 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 no. This is your city, right? Like, you live here? He nods. He like just gives a very short, brief nod. Okay, you're collecting fees for people to come in the city. Are they making improvements to the city with the fees that they collect? Look, I'm on guard duty. I'm not on city improvement duty. Dude, I'm not asking if you know what their plans are. I'm asking, do you, with your own eyeballs, your eyeballs, use your eyeballs, are they, do you see improvements being made to the city with all of this money that they're taking from people? Arnus. <sighs> Roll persuasion with disadvantage. Disadvantage. <laughs> you, can, you can thank uh, your, your Finnegan friend there. That, that's fair. That's fair.
Sorry, I'm laughing because it's a pair of fours, but it's still a 19. Jesus <laughs> Got that Our bonus, baby. <laughs> what was the question again? I'm sorry. I'm, the question is he is, seeing improvements with his own eyes? Yes. Like, have you mm-hmm. seen improvements with the money that they're taking from people? Look, look, I do what I have to do to get by, to keep food on my family's table. Are things really getting better? Not yet. But I am not in a position to leave or to change anything. I'm in a position to do my job and to take care of my family. Would would you call yourself a good man? He's talking. (laughs) He is. Finnegan is talking. It's okay. Of course. And I think fate has given you a grand opportunity here. You see, I, I do believe that the gods are all around us and... In your case, there's one right before you. And I think we were delivered here to make some changes. I believe Arnis has arrived just in time. And you may have a choice to make as to which side of history you're going to land on, Boyle. Oh, remind me again, Finnegan's tiefling, right? Yes. All right. Uh, he doesn't like you, but you guys have, have had some, some pass, some fail here in your interactions with them. Look, as far as I'm concerned, the gods, these churches and whatever, they can do their own thing. And you're saying you're Agni Tai in the flesh, come to save us all. I'll believe it when I see it. Boy, the chains of Agni Tai, you are quite a dim one, aren't you? I did not say I was a god. I said my friend Aranis here was. Do you not know the name Aranis Grey? Does he know the name Aranis Grey? Let's see. Chris Hirelow. Oh, I'm going to go low the way I'm rolling tonight. No, I'm going to roll. I know. <laughs> okay. Hey, he got a 19. <laughs> uh, of course. That's about right. Well, I can't afford to spend any money on papers. That's a luxury. If you want the news, go talk to the indelible truth. They'll charge you for it, but you'll get it. I spend my money on food, shelter, clothes, you know, the basics. So... What you're telling me is that you literally can't afford to care about anybody else but yourself and in your family, of course. I can care on the inside. But you're not willing to actually. I can care, but I don't exactly have the resources to actively go and take care of other people. You know that you don't have to have all the money yourself. Right? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what do you mean, Shannon? I like you don't have to solve the poor problem like all alone. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> like you don't have to be a one man charity. There you go. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Like you know you don't have to be like a one man charity, right? You don't have to provide all the money or resources yourself. I know, I know. Is Arnus cool. getting to a point here or something? Like, cool. Okay, cool. I, no, I just, I like. I, like this is a good philosophy really. talk with the guard in front of the gate. I mean, um, like, I'm, I'm sort of trying to change his mind, but at the same time, I'm like, this, that, forget this dude. Like, you're not totally ineffective, but I'm just curious. Like, I, are we getting to an action point here? Um, or is it sort just of. Like, 
sort of. And and here's what it is. All right. I'll I'll pay your two gold, one for each wagon. Mm-hmm. And if things start to change in this town, I want you to remember the name Arnis Gray. Uh-oh. And remember that he told you you could have done something about it. Um, we're taking the town over, or we're just going to burn it down? I have no idea what you guys are doing right now. That's fine, though. Um, just a <laughs> second here. Because now he needs a name. Because he's going to... Um... And you remember the name Rufus Fletcher, then? Good day. You got it, Rufus. He's still not sure what to make of, I'm R.N.S. Gray, like la-dee-da. It's okay. I trust you're marking down this, this money that you're spending. I know it's not a whole lot. Yes, I am. But, okay. Yeah, I, I, I got it. Okay. Rufus takes your gold. After making sure it looks legit, he motions to the other guards by the gate, who motion up to someone on top of the wall. And the gate begins to open. Unlike last time, Caravel is not quite so active, not quite so happy. It certainly feels a little dingier than it did before. And where outside, you saw a few beggars and a few merchants trying to get some coin. In here, you just see so many more. The main street is lined with people sitting and begging, standing, putting on small performances nothing at a bard type level i mean you're getting you're getting people playing a bucket attempting to juggle nothing with great success people trying to sell vegetables fruit meat all that's looking like it's about a day or two away from going bad if you want to go further into the city uh, you'll probably want to leave your wagons behind sam can take care of that if you want to you don't have to get yourself invested in this but unless you really want to stick out like a sore thumb by dragging your two wagons through the city, probably easier to leave them here. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sam and Caroline will stay behind to get the wagons and the horses squared away. And I just remembered that the horses all have bone wings still, so that'll be fun. But yeah, everybody else, you can take the rest of the party with you and head wherever you like. Does um, anybody have an idea as where they would like to go? What does the party want to do? I'm going to the Church of Rebellion. Anybody who wants to can come with me. Yeah, let's go check out the Church of Rebellion. All right. Time to take you all to church. Do you want everybody, aside from Sam and Carolina, do you want them all coming with you? Or are you purposefully sending them away? No. It's up to them. Okay. Darvin Finnegan, do you have any preference as to whether any individuals stay or leave? No. Their choice. Strategically... I would encourage <laughs> Sam and um, Carolina to stay with the others because they're the most trained of the group. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you don't want to leave. Mm, I am concerned about leaving. Player Chris is concerned about leaving Sam without one of us in this town. People in this town, I, I will say this as an aside, people in this town don't know what the Beast of Tamani looks like in his separated form. Yeah. So it's really only if he goes into Tawani, like full form, that people would recognize him. But that is a legitimate concern. If things do hit the fan and he transforms, people might be like, hey, wait a minute. That's true. But once Sam and Carolina take care of the wagons, they can catch up with you. And if you want to split off from the other party members, 
they can watch over them if you like. I think that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. But until anything happens, either because you send them away or you send them to do something or they get distracted by something, uh, Felicity, Tonk, Merlo, Parlin, Mahogany, Seth, they'll be following you. Especially Parlin. They absolutely want to go see this church. Yeah, I mean, I think taking our people to the church to set up a temporary location of safety is not a bad idea. All right. Traveling through Caravelle, what you saw at the gate, both outside and just inside, seems to be the most active of the worst of it. As you get deeper in, it's just kind of run down. There's not so many merchants once you get further in, at least not actively trying to sell things. They're trying to stay closer to the gate. Same with the people begging and busking for money. You'll still see some begging, either because it's too crowded by the front, they're too old or they're too weak to get all the way out there. People selling food just because like they're making it at their homes and they don't wanna they don't wanna travel that far away from their own front door. And a few of the stores are still open. But things are certainly less inviting than they were last time you were here. But you make your way through the city and you eventually come to the Church of Rebellion. Um, can everybody roll religion for me? Oh god. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. Does Ernest have Ooh. advantage because it's his own religion? <laughs> no. One hundred percent. Nope. I'm rolling like shit tonight. Yeah. Same. I got a twenty-one. Nice. I got a seven. I got an eight. <laughs> this works out though. The religious guy rolled well in the religion roll. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm about <laughs> it. I'm about it. It tracks. All right. As you approach this church. Darwin, you're quick to realize that this is formerly a Church of Chaos to Pathox, and it has been repurposed into a Church of Rebellion. I'll point this out. <laughs> hmm. Funny how that works sometimes. Mm-hmm. The large wooden doors at the front of the building are closed, and there's an elderly man out front, and he has a little donation box like a little wooden box with a coin slot on top and he sees you approaching and he weakly stands up hello hello welcome to the church of rebellion would you care to donate to help the poor <laughs> you, you don't know who i am do you Unless you start wearing a sign around your neck that says, I'm the motherfucking god of rebellion, people aren't going to necessarily know who you are. I know. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm the motherfucking god of rebellion. Can it say exactly that, please? <laughs> you appear to be, um, you appear to be well off travelers, strangers to this city. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How rude of me. Um, what is your name, friend? Franklin Elliot. At your service, sir. Franklin, I'm Arnis Gray. It's nice to meet you. And I stick out my hand for him to shake it. He shifts the coin box into his left and reaches out a hand to shake. Now, is that name a coincidence? No. Arnis Gray. In... The flesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tries to catch his breath a little bit, and he starts <gasps> a little hyperventilating and getting a little overly excited. Uh, mm. 
Excuse me, please, please. Oh. Where are my manners? No need for the donation. Please come in. Okay. Are you going in? Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah. Franklin steps aside and meagerly pushes the door open. It swings open with a little bit of a creak. Me. And anyone who wants to go in can go in. Yeah, following. Following. All right. As you step inside, the imagery of the Church of Pathox, the Church of Chaos, becomes more apparent. Not so much that it stands out as being extremely ornate, but the old imagery to Pathox has either been marred with paint or cracked. Some of the little statues and emblems are sitting in a corner, and newer ones to the Church of Rebellion are being put up. Uh, was it the, the loot with the broken crown, if I remember right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are patrons inside in worship of some form or another, mostly prayer. And at the very front, there's a small pulpit, and there's the priest of this church, Carmela Hodges. She's younger. She's very bright-faced, curly hair, and she's giving a small... She's giving a small sermon about the ethos of rebellion, and behind her, you can see a large stone tablet, and in it is carved, you matter, everyone matters, the same uh, mantra or whatever that you all set way back in Vermilion for the church. Hmm. And on either side of the pulpit, there are a couple of donation boxes. Seeing you enter in, she pauses her sermon momentarily. Welcome, welcome. Please join us. Take a seat wherever you like. I do. Uh-huh. Um, Finnegan doesn't take a seat. Finnegan takes a spot of wall at the back and just kind of leans on it. And uh, Cyril curls up at my feet and I'm uh, just uh, watching. Oh, Darvin. I would follow suit sitting near Arnus, probably. Mm-hmm. Parlin goes right to the front row. Carmela continues her sermon. I won't bore you with all of the details, because I haven't written them all. (laughs) Uh, I won't bore you with the details, but the gist of the sermon is all about giving back, taking care of yourself, taking care of others, and that the best way to do that is, of course, to donate, so that way the church can help others. Mm. And she motions to the donation boxes on either side of the pulpit, and members of the church, visitors of the church, get up and they'll go forward and you hear them dropping in like copper coins. Tink. Whatever they can give. What is Arnus's view on the church collecting money? I don't know. I mean, that wasn't particularly a tenant. It was just sort of like, you know, be kind to people. It wasn't so much like you need to give your money to the church and then the church will be kind to people. Like that's, I guess my mm-hmm. question is: is how much of an act of rebellion is donating money? I hadn't considered it that way. I'm I'm just curious. Depends mm-hmm. on where the money goes. Yeah, ain't that the truth? <laughs> Follow the money. I'm just like I'm just I guess I'm curious as to, to how rebellious Arnis wants <laughs> the followers of the Church of Rebellion to be. I mean. Your basic tenet is be good to people. Mm-hmm. 
You're really putting me on the spot here. Quick I'm just question. asking. <laughs> I have a question for the party real quick. Sure. Would you have made party funds available to the extended party members as well? Like, say, in the wagons and stuff? Depending on what they need them for. Someone's so, holding the coffers. So it's all it, still in it's all still in the boot. Like it's not okay. it's, it's not, not just unfettered lying. access. No, it's not just lying about. <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure. It wouldn't surprise me if Arnis gave everybody like a handful of copper and just is like just so yeah. you've got enough to eat a meal. Yeah, like I, I'm not gonna let anybody starve and there's not a scenario where I'm likely to say to someone, but like, I don't want people just going through the diamonds and taking them out and giving <laughs> them away. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm, I'm just curious because after the other visitors to the church get up and donate their funds, Parlin gets up and they're going to empty out their coin purse into this donation box. Oh. It's like, absolutely every coin they have, they're giving to this church right here. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Because they're traveling with you and they'll get more from you. Okay. <laughs> All they right. sit back down, they turn and they look at Darvin and Aaron is there. They give a big smile and like kind of put a hand to their chest like, oh, it's my pleasure to give. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love them so much. Like player Shannon loves them so much. Arnis is deeply mortified like every time he interacts with them. <laughs> Are, do any of the party members want to donate? That's a negative, Ghost Rider. Nope. I do not, because I want to talk to the priest first. Okay. But when she's done, that's why I just sat. Like, I'm not here to interrupt right, her. Right, you're not. Stop the service! Bam! No. Uh, nah. <laughs> that's fine. I'm classier than that most of the time. As Carmela notices that no more people are getting up to drop any donations in, she gives a little bit of a stink eye to the three of you for not donating. Not going to say anything about it. <laughs> not to the rest of the church. Mm -hmm. Not directly. I imagine that she begins her like, closing part of the ceremony with, blessed be to all who give, you know, kind of <laughs> giving a little side jab at those who didn't. Know that the generosity of people like you will help others, and that those who withhold their generosity shall be withheld from grace as well. <laughs> That's Shannon chuckling, not Arnas, by the way. Right, right. She will wrap things up and end the sermon. People will get up and they will start to leave. Uh, Parlin sits in the front row excitedly, and Carmel is just gathering up her papers and stuff, and, uh, motioning over to usher types to come collect the donation boxes as she's making this motion and like people are starting to leave um do i know her name i guess i don't know her name right unless she's she said it somebody said it there's probably a sign on the wall or something that says like you know priest carmela hodges there may be a little something a little placard on the the pulpit her name's carmela hodges you can f feel free to use her name you don't have to worry about asking for it okay cool as she's like motioning for them to come collect the boxes, I just say, um, hang on a minute, priest Carmela. I have, uh, I have some questions. I'd be more than happy to share the words of rebellion with you in just a moment. And she wants to put her 
you know, like her, her script notes back in her office, and she wants to make sure the donations get locked away. If you wouldn't mind waiting just a few minutes, please. Go ahead. Okay, cool. I don't know how much of a jerk you were going to be. Not a big one yet. Hmm. <laughs> the ushers grab the donation boxes and they follow her into her office and she puts away her notes. She like takes off her vestments, whatever they were. I'm not really sure what a priest for the Church of Rebellion wears. Probably a nice Tight. shawl with the emblem on either end. Or not a shawl. Um, that Stole. like What was that? Stole. No, she didn't steal it. <laughs> That like long scarf thing that they just that priests will drape yeah, over that's around a, that's their neck. A, that's a stole. A stole. <laughs> and a little uh, embroidered emblem of rebellion on either side. And she takes that off, leaves her nose behind, and the ushers will lock away the donation boxes. And she comes back out. May I help you? Yeah, I'm just curious. Like when when did you all get started here? As soon as we got the good word of the new god's arrival. Okay. It just, I mean, you seem to have a pretty, like, this seems pretty robust for having, like, just gotten off the ground. Where, where'd you get the money to make all the, the changes and, and, like, and everything? What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know if I want to call him a philanthropist. But it's the best I got. From a devout philanthropist. I, it's shocking to me that a religion so new would have someone quite that devout. Well, in, in the absence of Pathox, many were searching for a new answer. I, I don't doubt that, of, of course, but just, I mean, to say that one person basically bankrolled the whole overhaul of this temple i I'm, I'm sorry that's a lot of money like that's a lot of money to throw at a religion that i was barely in a religion that may be the case but gods are gods when a new god arrives however that may take place it is important to show your deference okay and then what about all that money you're collecting where does that go it goes to spreading the message of the church, can to enacting little... the message of the church. <laughs> can you can you be a little more specific? I just like to know where my money's going before I give it away. Well, you haven't donated any money yet, so you don't need I to know. worry. That's why I said before <laughs> I give it away. Well, there are other churches of Pathox that we uh, can convert, plus those of. The gods who are sadly no longer with us, like Dorlek. We expand the presence of the church so that we may be nearer to the people, so we may better serve them. Okay. After all, everyone matters. We can't be concerned with just our little corner here. Right, but with the money you, you got from all these people today, you could do a whole lot of good in this little corner of the world. And we will. Have faith. Okay, so like, like, like when? Because it seems like you're collecting money pretty steadily from people. When are you going to start helping the people? Hmm. How does she answer that? 
in due time. Um, okay. Um, I think I've been asking questions for long enough. So let me just say this. The time to start helping the people of this town is now. Not in due time. It's now. In fact, it's yesterday. It's a week ago. They need help. You're clearly in a position to help them. You need to do that. She smiles. She nods. We'll be helping the citizens as soon as we are able. Fear not. (laughs) Worry not. What, What exactly do you think I have to be afraid of? That times will get worse. But that's not the case. Things will get better. Okay. I think we've talked in vagaries for long enough here. Um, <clears throat> I don't believe I've introduced myself, Carmela. My name is Arnis Gray. I am your god. <laughs> that is the cockiest introduction ever. I fucking love it. <sighs> your Arnis Gray. The Arnis Gray. The god of rebellion. Yes. Prove it. You think you're the first person to walk in here and claim to be the new god? Ask her to pray to you. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and give a silent prayer to your god. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, what is this supposed to accomplish? Just pray silently to your god. Just do it. You asked me to prove it. This is how I'm going to do it. Just That pray sounds like silently me doing something. Just... If you want to... If you want to get something, you got to give something. Go ahead and give a silent prayer to your God. Pray about anything. <laughs> silent prayer to the God of Rebellion. Go. Roll persuasion, Aranis. Come on. <laughs> 26. She looks up slightly, and you can see her eyes kind of lose focus in the distance as she starts her silent prayer. Uh, Aranis, what are you trying to do here? I was hoping I could hear it. Mm, mm. Why didn't you say so? I'm sorry. <laughs> I was hoping I could hear it in my head like I did when Parlin was praying. <laughs> Go ahead and roll religion, Aranis. Oh man. Wait a minute. If you heard if you heard every prayer all the time, I would go it nuts. would be a cacophony. I'm totally screwed here. You gotta be freaking kidding me. What'd you get? I crit failed. damn it oh Arnis you know how I said if you heard every prayer it would be a cacophony you are now hearing every person who is praying to I mean you're hearing every person who's praying to not just you but the people who are praying to Olwenir the people who are praying to um, who else is in this list here? Yoru Gregic. Pretty much all of those new bonds that you made in that bulb to those gods. Like you're hearing everything that is coming to you and to them at the same time, and you just can't make out any of it. It's just like a shouting match in your head. Okay. So what you probably see Arnis do is try to focus on like this woman's prayer and then like his hands immediately go up to his head like he's getting a massive headache. <laughs> and he tells her, stop, stop, 
as I'm certain you know, I'm new at this, which means that I can't always choose what I hear. <sighs> Prove that I'm the Gallian. So how about this? <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you not hear my prayer? No, because I suddenly heard every prayer. Unlikely which, story. Yeah, I know. You think I'm a liar. Good. <laughs> you cool. sure sound like one. <laughs> I sure sound like a damn liar. Um, fucking crit fail. <sighs> I don't even know what to do. I feel like everything. Uh, would Would anybody else like to help out here uh, to do anything? I feel like everything I ask, if I say like, what would you have me do? I'm going to have to roll religion, like whatever she asks to. And that's going to fucking fail. So yeah, that's not true. You can, you have your divine abilities at your hand. I like do. Your empowered spell stuff. Let me pull that up. But Finnegan, Darwin, would either of you like to do anything to help uh, Carmela believe his words? Or you mm. just want to punch her in the head? I don't know. <laughs> For now, neither. I can't think of anything. And I don't think it's punching time yet. Fair enough. Finnegan. I I got nothing, man. I'm not right. You don't have to. Not hundred percent sure what I could do right now. Carmelo. Mm. So glad Parlin's here. Parlin approaches Carmela and takes her by the arm. Not in a forceful way. More in a more in a pleading fashion. Like grabs her by the arm. Gives a, a light squeeze, and they say, You don't understand. This really is R and his gray. I was there in Vermilion when he set up the first church. You can take my word for it. Um, I'm going to roll a die here for, uh, for Parlin real quick. High or low, folks? The way you're rolling, high. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, that's 16 on the die. Hey. Carmela says to Parlin, I appreciate your faith. You will always have a place here in our church. I would never discount your faith. I would never discount your belief in this man. But if he wants to claim to be who he says he is, the leader of this church, it will take more than just words. Everyone has words. So Carmel is not going to instantly kick you out now or decry you as a false god just yet. And Parlin, in respect of your faith, if you wish to stay here, if you wish to donate your time or further funds, we'd be happy to have you. And out of respect for you and your faith, your friends may stay with you as well. Okay. I want to cast something, and I want to see if I can do what I am thinking I want to do. All right. What's the spell you want to cast? Okay. So I just want to cast light, but <laughs> I want to see if you'll let me divine boost it so that all of the symbols in the church glow purple, and I glow purple too. Ooh. Let's, let's see. Let's look at empowered spells real quick. Um, you can expend divine charges to empower the casting of the spell. Declare how you intend to empower it, such as, as you discussed right there, that'll be fine. All right. It's a new day. Real quick, let's just roll those divine charges for you. 
So roll 1d6 plus 1. I just did that. I rolled a 5, and so I have 6. Okay. So you've got 6. So you certainly can do that. However, since this is not a healing spell, so to speak, we have to contend with your rebellious spell feature. So you need to make a spell save, DC. So a charisma save against your own spell save. Is my spell save so... Well, the bonuses are going to even each other out. It's really just a, it's a high-low at this point. Basically. Come on! What'd you get? Smack this woman in the face and just take all her money. <laughs> I've, rolled above, I've literally rolled above a 10 twice tonight in all the things that I've rolled. <sighs> I got a okay, well, what'd you roll this time? I got a 12 total. Ah. Uh. What's your spell save DC? 18. And my bonus is 10. So. You rolled a two. <sighs> Fuck. Mm-hmm. So on a failure, the spell is miscast in some fashion with unintended side effects. <sighs> this is fun. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's not like it's life or death. <sighs> She's basically stealing people's money. It makes me very unhappy. I don't like it. With this failure, <laughs> then let Arnis get mad. You don't have to play him calm and cool all the time. She can smack him in the face. That's true. Or he can smack her in the face. And, you know, literally pull a Jesus and kick her out of the church. <laughs> Upend those money changing tables. <sighs> Which like is why Jesus. I asked you, how do you feel about people taking money in your name? Not a huge fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially when they're not actually helping people with it. Arnis, you cast the light spell. You empower the light spell with the intention of making yourself and all of the symbols of the Church of Rebellion glow purple. Mm, I have to decide how terrible. Okay, this wasn't a one, so I'm not going to do disastrous side effects. Thank you. So instead, just... You light up so blindingly purple that everything in the church glows. It's not just the symbols. It's every single physical object in here. While it is an impressive display, it doesn't exactly shout, this is me, God of Rebellion, here in the church. It's just, I'm a jerk with a bright light. (laughs) Oh, you're that guy with a laser pointer in a movie theater. Carmela shields her eyes a little bit from you. That is quite bright, thank you. Perhaps you would care to come back at one of our nighttime services? No, I would not. (laughs) (laughs) I would not care to come back at one of your nighttime services because I am at the point where I don't give a fuck if you believe me or not. So here's the deal. What you're doing here, taking donations, expanding the church, all that bullshit, that ain't it. If you are not taking money and literally directly helping people with it, you don't follow the tenets of this church. So you can go. And as she finishes that, I just go, and Cyril's ears perk up and just, she starts patting toward Arnis and just kind of nuzzles Arnis. Oh, hey, buddy. Oh, I cured this Drake, by the way, just in case you're wondering. (laughs) No, she was not. Um. (laughs) Speaking of miracles you could have performed and didn't to prove who you are. um, No, I I thought about that too. Do you want to roll intimidation on that, Arnis, or are you just being a huff? 
Uh, sure, I can roll intimidation. <laughs> okay. Now I roll high. Yeah, that's a 26. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's very high. You're very this intimidating. Is, this is what I roll. It's either a 2 or a 19. There's nothing in between today. <laughs> Makes for fun games. I don't know what you're talking about. It's annoying. Carmella gets frightened. Parlin gasps. Hasn't seen you put on a scary face like this before. And Carmella says, Sir, sir, I don't know who you are. I don't know what kind of magic you're bringing in here. But on- honestly, this is way too much. If you just leave, we can leave things be. No. I don't know what you would have me do. I'll tell you what. I tried to do this the easy way. Still getting a handle on it. God, the way I'm rolling tonight, though, I'm, uh, that's all right. Do you have someone in this church that's suffering still from the withering? There are many members of the church who still suffer. They are not here at the moment. I'll tell you what. If you want me to leave, bring me somebody who's suffering from the withering. Let me try to cure them. If I can't, I'll go. No questions asked. You'll never hear from me again. But if I do, you go. And don't bother these poor people ever again. Mm. Hmm. Darvin Finnegan, are you on board with this plan? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. Okay. Carmela says, so you want me to go get one of our afflicted members and bring them back here. And so you can try to heal them. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to go yourself. You could send somebody if you want. Okay. I'd rather not leave the church. It's all the same to you. Fine. Excuse me, then. She'll walk over to the other side of the room and have a hushed conversation with one of the ushers about, you know, what to do. Definitely quite a few glances at the group of you. There's definitely worry on her face. And as the usher turns to leave, she grabs him by the arm and whispers one last little thing into his ear. And he takes off. He goes out, like, through the back. Well, what shall we do while we wait? I don't know. What do you do in a church that's basically stealing people's money? You tell me. You're such a dick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She clenches her jaw, just turns slightly away from you like, I'm not going to answer that question. You're accusing her of stealing from the people. It's very rude. Yeah. Walks like a duck. Okay. It's about 20, 30 minutes later when this usher, I ah, needs a name now. <laughs> We've used him enough. His name is Val Quinn. Oh, and I need a, I need a name for whoever they're bringing in. Uh, who can they find? Who can they find? I mean, I think I just want to say an elf. Yeah. I'm going to come back with an elf. Their name will be Lena Crane. Okay. Last chance to do something divine here. Varnus. Val returns with Lena Crane. A middle-aged elf. More frail due to the withering. Certainly large patches of bone still on her. She does not move with the greatest of speed. And Val is giving her comforting words. It'll be okay, Lena. This nice man says he can take care of you. Just be calm. And remember, 
it is by the grace of the Church of the Rebellion that we are all made well. So, Carmela looks at you, looks at the three of you, smiles. Well, if the three of you would like to put on more than a light show, now's your chance. Do be kind to Lena. She is a very faithful member of our church, and we would hate for anything untoward to happen to her. Right. Heaven forbid you don't get her money anymore. (sighs) (sighs) Have I been casting Regenerate on people? I feel like that's what I've been casting, right? The seventh level spell? Yeah, the crazy, like, seventh level healing spell. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want to do the same thing on her. Okay. As an aside, have we been having you roll the rebellious thing on this? I know it's a healing spell, but it's not hit points. I feel like we have. I mean, part of the regenerate spell gives back hit points, but there's like all this other stuff that it does too. Because like part of it is just base level, like giant healing, but like, but there's like all this other stuff, right? It can like reattach severed. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. And uh, then let's go ahead and have you roll. Let's have you roll on your rebellious spell again. Okay, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. I have inspiration. Can I use it? Absolutely. Anytime you want. Then, yeah, I want to use my inspiration because I'm done with these terrible rolls. And it's probably still going to be terrible, but... Okay. Okay, so I don't have to roll anything to use regenerate. I'm literally nope. just rolling that same save, right? Yep. Oh, thank God. Ah. I got a 24. <laughs> <laughs> thank God for... Okay. Ugh. On a success, you cast the spell as intended. Regenerate. I need to look at this spell again. Transmutation spell. Question for Arnis. When you've cast yeah. this spell in the past to heal Withering from Cyril, from Duke Everhart, what did that feel like for you? Do you feel a connection with the person you're healing? Are you just overwhelmed by the divine magic? What's this like? I think it's actually a little bit of both. So I definitely like feel a connection sort of like, obviously physically, but like, but kind of spiritually with the person, Mm -hmm. right? Or the creature as it were on some sort of like higher plane than just like, physically and then whatever divine magic i have in me just kind of takes over and like then it becomes overwhelming right so it's sort of like an escalation of of like sensation if that makes sense Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i ask because something weird happens this time but i don't know if you or if anybody else picks up on it so i wanted to have a little bit of a role here so finnegan and darvin if you're paying attention, if you would like to, you can roll Arcana. I will. Aranus, since this is you casting it and this is you connecting with Lena, I want you to roll religion, but with advantage for reasons. Okay. I got a 15 on my Arcana roll. It's 16. Mm-hmm. Very nice, Finnegan. Very nice, Darvin. Aranus? got an 8. Ooh. Oh, that's rough. <sighs> With advantage, right? Yes, I rolled a six and a four. Okay. I'm, I just want to make sure that you're getting uh-huh. all the bonuses that I'm trying to give you. 
Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Fine. <laughs> can explain to you what. Well, I can explain to Finnegan and Darwin what they see, or what they can sense, tell. So first we start with the very obvious thing that everybody in the room sees, that the three of you see, Carmela sees, Parlin definitely sees, and Lena sees. And that's that as Arnus is casting this spell, this divine magic, this regenerate, there's like a ripple effect across the, the bone patches of the withering. But then they just settle back in place, and nothing seems to have changed. What the hell? Arnis, for you, the feeling is like, imagine you're blowing up a balloon, but the balloon is already like as full as it could be. So as you're trying to like blow into it, there's like resistance. Finnegan and Darwin, however, you can both sense that Arnis didn't screw up here on this spell. And you saw what it did to Cyril. You saw what it did to the Duke. And the way it reacted on Lena was different than how it reacted on the two of them. There was no like rippling sensation before. And you get a sense that it's not so much that Arnis failed. It's, it's like washing something that's already clean. Parlin looks at what's going on and they are distraught, to say the least. Carmela grins. Just as well, oh, Arnis. Guess you're not quite as divine as you said you were. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.